Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Is the morning roast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. The morning roast. 1-800-919-3776. Are we ready to go? Of course we're ready to go. Take a breath. Dial up where your roast would would be. And you can go anywhere you'd like. You can go anybody on the show. You can go anybody that you deal with in everyday life. You can go sports. You can go non-sports. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start out as we start out Stump Rothenberg with a man who must be in a great mood this morning because his Islanders are just playing great hockey. And that's the great Andy in Merrick. Lead us off on the roast, Andy. Good morning, David, and you are right on point. It pains me to say it, but my roast is for my Islanders. This team needs to be blown up. We are a couple of years removed from conference finals. I get the fact that Lou Lamarillo, brilliant Hall of Famer, but he's locked us into some really bad contracts and keeps doubling down on old low core. We will likely not make the playoffs, much less a cup run. It's time to get younger. It's time to rebuild. Let's go, Islanders. Uh, yeah, it, it feels, and thanks for the call in the roast, it feels like it, it is it is kind of falling apart right before our eyes with the Islanders, doesn't it? Did you see last night, by the way, in that loss to St. Louis, the Blues scored three goals in a span of 32 seconds. Yep. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that before. It's no. funny because I... I, I had the game on, and I was focused. I, in fairness, I was focused more on the on the Rangers game and on the uh, on the Knicks game. So I was kind of watching that, and then I turned back. I was like, "Wait, does that say three? And I thought because I don't. For all of a sudden, I don't have the best vision. I was like, I, "I'm confident it says three. I got up and took a step towards the TV to confirm that in fact it said three, and it did. But you know what? And Andy could probably attest to this. They looked fantastic in those suits. Walking into the arena. oh, fantastic, very classy, yeah. very classy. Um, Raymond, hi, Raymond. hi. Why don't you go ahead and give us your morning roast? Well, this is another uh, one of those roasts that came to me day of in the morning. So you know that I drive in every day. Oh, we do, and, we, do. we know. And uh, Dave, you've experienced this uh, once or twice. The uh, oil truck guy. Who oh, that just blocks loves, in the middle of the street just and, and blocks gets out. the street, even though he has ample room to park to the side. So I don't know if I should be roasting the oil truck guy here, or the people who still 
use oil on the Upper West Side of Manhattan that make his job a necessity. But it makes it really difficult. You know, I've got I've got a long night the previous night. First world problems here. I, I get it. But really long night uh, with the two games. Go home. Try to get some sleep. Wake up. Drive into the city to try and find my parking. And it just really makes it that much more difficult. Especially on a Friday when you've got to deal with all the alternate side parking. When you make a right to go up the street and literally right there staring you in the face is the oil truck guy oh. with his gigantic truck. Oh. Even though, he again, he's got ample parking to the side where he can move that thing and be out of people's way, but he still he still opts to Ray, Ray, block I as had, much traffic as possible. I had, And I think you had to say, there was one day a couple yep. months ago yep. that we ran into the same guy. So he's about 90% down the block, Dan. And I go, right there, and I go, you're going to have to move. And he's just like, no. And I was like, you have to move. I can't get by. I'm going to be late for work. He goes, back up. I was like, I. You want me to back up? Uh, all like the a, way back. back. All, all the, way, the back. way back up to a traffic light. By the way, on a one-way yeah. going the wrong way. Going the like, wrong way. He's like, yo. And I was like, you're a bleep. I was like, you really are. <laughs> he is. I, uh, he I is a bad I human being. So I, I had to. So here's what I did. And this was awful, Ray. I, I made a three because I couldn't back up that far. I'm not all that great at that. I made a three-point turn and I drove. The wrong way back down the street. I, I did not really. Make, I did not yeah. make the three point turn. I did back my Jeep all the way down the block, and I uh, thankfully I was able to find parking on another block, but it just made me. And and that morning, that morning that that did happen, you know, I I, I was almost late. RJ actually sent out, "Hey, hey, are you are you okay, buddy?" Like RJ was worried about me. And uh, you know what the worst thing about it is. I uh, my meter expires by ninety seconds, and I have a ticket on my car. But this jack wagon blocks an entire street of traffic, and somehow no one takes notice oh, except for the wor- people that wor- are affected. Worst part today. Worst part today. Uh, there's an NYPD vehicle that just sits on this particular street every single day. I see him there. Okay, He's right next to him. Right next to that cop. Not doing I did nothing. Not, nothing. So why, why not roast the cops, Ray? Go right no, after I'm the NYPD. Roast, I'm not even going at the NYPD because, yeah. like, okay, the, you, you, it's clearly not your prerogative, but like. This has happened many times this winter already. That, I'm, that, I'm over that it. That is awful. That and what is, about the what I, about the? Tr- I hope, the I hope you listen, oil, oil truck guy. You suck. You do. You suck. What What about the trucks that are just pulled over to the side of the road, but not quite parked and pulled over officially, but yet they're blocking three available parking spaces that you could have, but they don't want to move their truck. A, a lesser evil, but still an evil. Yes, oh, evil, agreed. evil with agreed. an E, capital yeah. E. Yeah. Yeah. Alan in Uniondale. This could get ugly. Alan, you're on the morning roast. All right. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, Alan. fellas. Good morning, company. All right. So, you know, initially, right, initially I was going to roast the whole show. I was going to roast the whole show. But, you know, Raymond Julio Manuel Santiago, he said it was on him. So I was like, all right. So I want to roast Raymond Andreas Santiago. Yo, a lot of us look forward to the uh, to the Thursday Open, you know? A lot of us. Like myself. I catch the show Monday to Wednesday, you know, via app, ESPN New York app. But Thursdays, I wake up. I wake up to listen to the Open, you know? And you let us down. You let us down. Not only did you let us down, you let Dave down because Dave seemed like he was upset. And you let I, Nas I, I'm, I'm still upset. Yeah, you let you, he let Nas down too. He let Nas down too, and you know the show has a guest this week, right? The show has a guest. Dan is here, and it's time for Dan to show us what he got. You know, for the East Coast Open, 
and you didn't even give Dan the opportunity. You didn't give Dan the opportunity to shine. And you had to play right there because you said you had the template, right? Yeah, the template, it it, it lives on his computer. Right. So it's like, come on, man. You took the ball out of Dan's hand. Come on, man. And props to Dan. Props to Dan because he didn't check out like Pippen. No, he did not. Mm -mm. He didn't check out like Pippen. And you know what even makes it worse? What makes it worse? You know what makes it worse? What makes it worse? He doesn't even care. No. He doesn't even care. He's defiant. episode when Jerry got that heartfelt letter and Kramer had to yell at him like, you don't even care, Jerry. She's fighting for you. Fight for her. Yo, (laughs) come on. Come on, Raymond. You don't even care, man. You got to fight for us, dog. Yo, we love you out here. Alan, it's a great roast. I got a little bit more. Oh, he's got a little bit more. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, Raymond. Raymond Alfonso Santiago. You, sir, are my roast of the week. You are my roast of the week. There it is. And I'm messing up your middle name on purpose because you are getting roasted. He's got more names than Matumbo for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, now, now that was a good roast. Ray, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn back to you quickly. <laughs> Do you recognize how much you've hurt so many? He's definitely hurt. Yeah, he's def- uh, to, but, but he's, to, and he's not alone. To, to, to call me out of my name that many times. That's, but, uh, but do you recognize how you've hurt so many? I'm starting to see that I hurt more people than I realized. So, but if, I'm I'm st- I'm st- still not sorry given the circumstances. You're, you're an animal. I I, I, so I would, have a little do it again. I have a, I have a little more empathy about the about the situation, but I'm I'm not sorry. But but in defense of my friend Ray. Okay, and I understand to some what happened yesterday was indefensible. But we're teammates. And if you're part of a team, you have to sometimes pick up your teammate, right? For yeah, but it was, it was Antonio Brown-esque where he's just taking his clothes off in the end zone okay, and, fine. and leaving the stadium. Listen, like, I'm, not but, quite, but, I'm not quite to that point. Uh, it's, not, but it's not far off. Tom Brady picked up Antonio Brown because he orchestrated a late fourth-quarter drive to beat the Jets that day. I was there. Um, my invention of the West Coast Open, I think was able to still salvage the day. Yeah, I, I, think, I, the West Co- I think the West Coast Open ended up being a lot better than the Thursday no, Open would no, have let's been. No, let's not, let's not burn Well, no, but, but Dave, the West Coast Option, see, this is like the genesis of it. This is now here to stay. It, you can go to that anytime you want. It wasn't just I like a one-shot deal. But, but, and it's, it's a great byproduct, but the original screw-up in the entirety of the situation was Raymond who punted on irresponsibility and upset the masses. And for that, on his behalf, I apologize. Now, we were both there. As far as the the template is concerned, I had no idea where this thing was, how it was earthed. And when it even became available, well, I, I didn't I see this template until you, you you take any blame. And if if I've done anything to make you feel like you've been blamed, I for that I no, apologize. I'm not I'm not shouldering any of it. No, okay. no whatsoever. No, 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 but but nobody place any blame on you. No, the entirety of the blame goes on one man and one man alone. Um, you're listening to DNR 9870 SPNW EPN FM, New York. Uh, Dan, you ready to roast? <laughs> oh, yeah. All absolutely. Right. Let's go. You know, we, we've talked about it, I think, a couple of times this week. We've traded some texts over it as well. This is a shout out to the good people at Fanatics. Uh oh. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, like, what are you doing? Like, Major League Baseball and Nike and Fanatics, they all put their heads together and said, hey, you know what? How can we screw up the Major League Baseball uniforms 
more so than they are right now. Like I told you, a couple of years ago when Nike took over, like I was so anti the big swoosh, like sticking out like a sore thumb on the jerseys. But I, I, I came around. You know, now it's there. So now they made the jerseys and they put it in Fanatics' hands. The uniforms in general, not just the ones that you and I or any yo-yo can buy at the store or at the shop or online. These are the actual jerseys and uniforms that the players are going to wear during the games. The jerseys look cheap. They look like they're made out of paper towel. You could see right through them. And the same goes for the bottoms. Because if you've seen some of the pictures that have been circulating online, because a lot of the teams are having their photo days and whatnot, I the, see pants, the pants are see-through. No, it's unbelievable. It's, I, I mean, like, you are seeing things that we should probably leave to the imagination. Things that shouldn't be seen. Right, they're so you, pants is what they are. Exactly. So you could ride up to City Field, Yankee Stadium, whatever ballpark suits your fancy over the summer. You might take a nice road trip and go out of town. You bring little Jimmy and little Bobby and you bring the dog even. And you sit there and you're watching baseball. And then the seventh inning stretch rolls around and then little Timmy stands up and he says, Hey, Dad, how come I can see, uh, you know, what's that uh, down there below there with Aaron Judge? That's fanatics for you. What the hell is going on at Fanatics? Yeah, it's it's a really bizarre situation, and it needs to be remedied and remedied quickly. Very nice. Very nice. Um, let's continue along and go to Noah in Bergen, who wants to roast you. Hi, oh. Noah. Good. Hi. Hey, guys. Good morning. Dan, that was uh, a good roast, but I am going to roast you. Uh, and to a lesser extent, Dave, for letting oh. you get away with it. What did I do? Uh-oh. <clears throat> you, you, you just let Dan get away with his nonsense. So earlier this week, we were talking about um, the Mets signing Pete Alonso to a long-term contract, pros and cons, et cetera. And, Dan, you said something like, how can, how can they pay him when he hasn't won anything? This is baseball. He cannot bat 25 times a game. He cannot pitch the whole game. He's one guy. And in baseball... More than any other sport, one person cannot take over a game. He only has so many chances to have his impact on the game. So you cannot use that as a reason to not sign a guy. I'm not saying well, we should sign him long term. Right. But well, Noah, let me explain. That's the reason. But Noah, I, I, let me explain. I understand as a fan that's how you look at it, but we're not the ones making the decisions. And I guarantee you the people that are making the decisions, in this case, David Stearns and Steve Cohen, if the money starts to get a little wonky, at the end of the day, that's their objective, to win, to put together a winning team. So I'm sure that that's going to factor into the conversation. Hey, it's great having this guy in our team, but it's not like we've won anything anyway since yeah, he's been but, here. But you know what? And I don't remember this conversation. But I, And thanks for the call, Noah. I think Noah's right. Like You can't not pay him because he's never I, I, won. Judge has never won either. I get it. Neither is Mike, Mike Trout. Trout is I, I get won, it. It is so. baseball. I know that. Right. But they, at the end of the day, have a responsibility, and they're trying to put together a winning product more than anything. Uh, let's go down to the Carolinas and bring in Anthony in North Carolina. Go ahead, Anthony. Good morning, fellas. Shout out to the company. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. All right, so I need to roast Bart Scott. And I did have an original roast to begin this week, but I've kind of had some time to simmer down from that. But that's neither here nor there. Bart Scott got me going yesterday. What did he do? So I'm just, I'm just tired of him playing doctor on the radio. He, got, he gets one thing right about the OG Ananobi injury, about him about to get surgery. Two days later, OG got the surgery after Bart said he was going to get the surgery, blah, 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 whatever. 
Now he's sitting there talking about the Randall injury and saying how Randall should be playing because it's his non-shooting shoulder. Like, he doesn't need to use the right side of his body at all while he's playing. And, you know, if it was he can't stand these NBA players, yada, yada, yada. Bart, you're not in the man's body. You don't know how he's feeling. I don't even think they know if he's going to need surgery yet. And, you know, now Bart is just the, the Dr. Scott just parading around talking about all these injuries that he knows. And then, Dave, on top of that, Uh-oh. Ty brought up the funeral. And I know you guys don't have a crazy tight relationship, but without saying it, he essentially said he couldn't care less if he died. Well, that's not nice. And I just want, that, I mean, that's I just, just, want you to that's know just not that, nice. That if you were to pass, I'd be on the first flight up there. I'd be a pallbearer, whatever you need me to do. All right, guys, that's my roast. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, here's the thing. To, to not care less if I were to die... And I even said yesterday that Bart and I, I mean, I never see Bart. I like him. He's a nice guy, but I, we don't have any relationship because our, our paths don't really cross. But, but didn't RJ, I, RJ get confirmation on that, he said? Yeah, would you like to hear some of the audio? Oh, boy. Sure. Dave Rothenberg, you familiar with him? Uh, I think I've heard of him. You've heard? So if he walked into the studio right now, do you have any clue who he is? Um... Yeah, a little bit, but if we were if he, a little if he, bit, if he's I, in I, a, you do or you don't. No, if he's in a studio, maybe. But if I saw him like walking, like say in the lobby or something, or walking right like as I'm walking like at the garage or something like that, you wouldn't have I, no clue. No clue. He's lost a lot of weight. He's, he's looking really good. But anyway, so he did this segment this morning. Him and Dan were talking about like the people who would show up to his funeral if he had died. And your name came up and he wasn't quite sure you would show up just because he doesn't think that there's all that familiarity between you two guys. So I wanted to ask you, if Dave unfortunately passed away, would you be at his funeral? Depends on what day the funeral was. I mean, so what? So what's the day that it could fall on that you wouldn't be there? Maybe the weekend, but if it was on a weekday, I can get a day off work. But you wouldn't really care all that much. Like you'd be over it the next day. I'd be like, that's messed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, but you said in, in in his defense, you even said yesterday that if it was on a Sunday, you wouldn't want people no. to go if it's NFL Sunday. No, in fact, I I might leave my wishes to my wife later today and say, if it is on a football Sunday, don't do it on a football Sunday. Do they, do they have Sunday funerals? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. My, my, my great aunt got married, got, got married, got uh, her funerals on a football Sunday and it was a, a, it was terrible. Did you go? You know, it was the day that Dennis Bird got hurt. No. Yeah. November 28th, 1992. Yeah. And I had to rush back to her apartment and lock myself in another room to watch football for the remainder of the day. Did you physically lock the door? Yes. Who did the Giants play that day? I don't remember. But I remember, because well, obviously it was against the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, and he, yeah. he ran into Scott Mercero, and I just, I'll just i always remember that. that Who was, was the horrible. Chiefs quarterback that day? Steve DeBerg. No? No. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it was Dave Craig. Maybe. You could be right. Just lost that game? No. Yeah, that was a bad year, 92. Um, let, let's go yeah, along Dave here. Craig. Let's go to Chris in North Carolina. Chris, go ahead. You're on uh, the Morning Roast. Morning, fellas. How we doing? Good. Hello, Chris. Good. I've been saving this roast since about a week before RJ's baby was born because it gave him a laugh on hold. And oh, wow. I am here to roast the sweeper and especially Michael K. Because last season, Jeff Nelson spilled the beans on the sweeper saying that it's just a slider. It's no different. 
And it's so obvious that there's a push, a PR campaign behind this sweeper. But Michael K said he agreed that he wasn't going to call it a sweeper anymore. And then he kept calling it a sweeper for the rest of the season. There's no such thing as a sweeper. It's the same thing as a slider. It moves a little bit more because you squeeze it a little bit tighter. Mariano Rivera had a different cutter than everybody else, but nobody. there was no PR campaign to rebrand it. Why would, there, why would there be a PR campaign? Like, it, I it, don't it, know. Because, no, millennials can't, because millennials can't stop. They just can't stop. No, Chris stop. is right. Chris, Chris, you're, you know what? This is the roast of the day. Congratulations. I'm with you on that one. Hey, Dave, uh, because of the sweeper, that got Sean Mania a two-year deal from the Mets. Because apparently last year after Sean Mania was demoted to the bullpen for the crummy Giants, he somehow pulled this pitch called a sweeper out of his rear end, and his improvement on the mound allowed him to go out there and get a multi-year deal from the Mets. All right. So you want to go after Kay and him calling it the sweeper? That's, that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm ready to go here now, RJ. Let, let me turn to you. I know that your 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 voice struggling. Would you Would it be easier for you to go now or to go a little bit later during the roast? Whenever you'd like. Okay, I'd like you to kind of to go last here. Kind of, you know, maybe like the best for last because you're always so good at like the bean roast and all that. Um. So I was at a um a baseball. I guess it was a kind of a, a sh- like a scout day. We'll call it with Ben yesterday. Mm-hmm. And run into anybody. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to get into that on the air. <laughs> so Ben goes out and does his thing, and then and then they're on the field, the indoor facility, and behind the glass, all the parents now convene and sit and watch. Parents are insane. Yeah. So I grab a chair from like the dining area because I can't stand for like two uh, two and a half hours. Grab a chair, put it down, sitting there watching, and and I'm near the window, and parents now start to mill around. The uh, the obsession with youth sports and these parents. It's like I'm thinking to myself, do you do you have any other interest in your entire life? Well, what team is your kid on and how fast does he run the 60? And has he ever taken a lesson with Bobby? Because Bobby, throw, you know, he'll teach the kids how to throw the sweeper. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, I can't I can't sit here. I can't do it. And and I have a parent. Well, what team does your son play on? I'm like, does he know this guy? Does he know that guy? Has he ever played with this? Has he ever played a Domination? Does he know? And I'm just like, I, get, I said, you know, I wake up so early. I said, I'm really tired. I'm going to close my eyes for a few minutes. He goes, do you mind if I keep talking? And I said, yeah, if I'm trying to sleep, you talking to me is probably going to prohibit me from doing so. But that didn't stand in his way. Well, has he ever worked with Joe? Because Joe Joe teaches the catchers how to drop and block so beautifully and the backside swing and the hips and the movement and the this. And finally, Dan, I had to get up and leave. I got up and I left. And, and I couldn't even sit there and watch Ben the entirety because parents of youth athletes are the worst the yeah, absolute that, worst. It sounds like that could happen anywhere, though. But I was going to ask, like, why didn't you just get up and leave? I would have done it sooner. I'll t- because I wanted to watch Ben. Yeah, but like couldn't my, you go to someplace else where you could still watch no, him and, they're, and, they're, and avoid I mean, the person? So, it, it, you know, like, it, it's you're behind the glass, like, you, you know, these indoor facilities. Did the music just get much louder, it got, by the it, way? It, got, it feels like <laughs> I'm at a rock concert. Yeah. yeah. So you're behind the glass and they're in the heart of the facility and every ounce of the glass people are like pinned up like they're at the it got a lot louder again right it's like i'm at lollapalooza yeah um they're they're pinned up against like they're at the zoo 
So there's no area where you can see that you can avoid a parent. And every parent wants to tell you where their kid plays, how hard he throws, his exit velocity, who he trains with, how fast he runs the 60, what players he plays with, how great he is, how, you know, either Penn or University of Florida or the coach at UCLA is interested in your kid. Nobody cares. And I, and I got news for you. And, and I don't mean to take a shot at you because you are one of the – and the music is much louder again too. <laughs> <laughs> but all these kids, guess what? Your kid either has it or he doesn't That's have exactly it. That's exactly right. That's going to ultimately determine whether he's playing at Yankee Stadium or he's just playing no professional baseball. And, and I'm, either I'm born the other way. Or you're not, because Willie Mays, Joe DiMaggio, all the freaking greats, they didn't go to driveline or the freaking indoor facility and Bobby and Jimmy and Joe and running the 60. They called, they played baseball outdoors, and they loved it, and that was it. They were either good or they weren't. Well, here's the thing. I have no issue with kids attending the event. I have no issue with parents watching the kids attending and participating in the event. Not everybody cares about everything. Where's he gets his cleats? Did you ever go to this bat place across the bridge? It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. I had to get up, and I had to walk out, and I missed Ben throw from the outfield because I cannot stand these parents. Speaking of, like, remember yeah. the um, last summer? You know, like, we, we have the uh, the Don softball thing. Because, I, I mean, I'm not playing baseball or softball regularly anymore. Right. But I remember you for the game last year. You were quite the baseball was- player back in the day, though. Oh, great baseball player. Yeah. So, but I said, you know what? I could maybe see if I could freshen up the glove. Like, I still use the glove I had when I was a kid. So it's like 30 years old or something like that. So I went to the store, I remember last summer, just to like price gloves. Mm-hmm. It's obnoxious what that market has now turned into. So, and how about, so Ben was an infielder who now plays outfield. So I had to buy him an infield glove and then an outfield glove. How did these gloves become as expensive as cars? Like, wh- what, what did I, guess I miss? There's, there's, a, there's a what for them, right? But I you mean, agree. If, it's if, ridiculous. If, you, if you're willing to pay it, they're going to build it very expensively. I mean, we're talking hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Insane. Let's go, let's go to Hot Take Johnny in the car and bring him on for the roast. Good morning, gentlemen. Shout out to the company of Jace. How are you doing today? Johnny. Good morning, hot take. So I'm calling to roast Mike Tannenbaum. I know you guys are worried about him, but you should have been worried about him for years. This guy has had the worst take for GM moves that, that anyone I could see. I could pull out a middle school kid who just plays Madden and do a better job of his ideas. A few years ago, he thought Back when Russell Wilson was getting traded from Seattle, he thought the Giants should give up both top 10 picks for Russell Wilson because he could walk in with his his Super Bowl ring, throw it on the table, and that would automatically make the Giants a first uh, a playoff team. When Antonio Brown walked off the field for the Tampa Bay Bucks, he thought the Cowboys should sign him to one-day contracts because by doing that, that would guarantee that he would be on his best behavior because he wouldn't want to lose the continual one-day contracts. The guy just walked off the field and lost millions of dollars. One-day contract is not going to guarantee come back. I, I hear Mike Tenenbaum's a super nice guy. Great That's guy. That's great and all. 
but but as far as you, this show is above him. He whoever books him should be Rose too. If that's Winthrop, he goes in this row. It's, he, it's RJ. He is the one. It's R- thanks R- for the call, R- hot take, Johnny. <laughs> R- RJ just went right after you. <laughs> but in, fa- in fairness I'm, I'm, to RJ, I think we said on air we're concerned about his well-being. RJ, book him. Yeah, I mean, if I'm caught up in it, then so be it. I'm I'm the conduit. I'm hey, the one RJ. who physically did the reaching out. Did, did you notice that before Johnny could even get the words out of his mouth, oh, Dave. he already had that his foot on the gas and steamrolled that bus over you? He's like, it's RJ. It was, it's I mean, RJ. Who, who booked him? No, because he went after my friend John Winter. My friend John Winter was not booking the show. Oh, who books the show? How, well, RJ. So, uh, how dare he take a shot at John Winter? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, now we know how things stand. It's John Winthrop, and then way down at let's, the bottom on the ground is RJ in, l- in your let's, life. Let's be honest, Dan. Dan we always knew where things stood. We always wow. knew. Wow. I, I adore RJ, but I'm not going to let someone take a shot at my friend John Winthrop when John Winthrop so, did so nothing a, wrong. So take a shot at RJ. I even said, I believe it was us, I believe it was Dan and I who said, Mike's not well, book him on the show. Yeah. I'm taking responsibility, but don't blame John. John did well, in nothing. To, and in fairness to us, when Mike, when we had him on earlier in the week, like we said to Mike on the air, are you well? Right. Because your trades are insane. Insane. Let's go. I heard this is a good one. Steve and Piscataway. Morning roast away, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope I don't black out there in this one because this, this one this one's good. Um, my current boss is actually listening to you guys right now, so this means a lot to me. So I'm going to roast you. Yes, John, at the car dealership. I won't say which one, so now you know it's you. For... The kind words you gave during my reference call. Little do you know that the place that I interviewed at, the manager is a friend of mine. So we called for a recommendation and all the nice things you said about me. Don't hire him. He's not a good employee. He'll never show up on time. I'm actually thinking about firing him. I heard all of it, buddy. Lose my number, Jack Wagon. Don't act like my friend. Ridiculous. I heard it all. I got the job. Thank you. Are you giving you two weeks right here on the air? Two weeks? What do you mean two weeks? That is my last day. I'm still showing up. And he's going to be there. You're going to be there. Can't wait to see you. Bravo, Steve. Bravo. That's that's a a good roast. Bravo. That's a great roast. That's a beautiful roast. That's that's the roast as intended. Dave, he's showing up today on the last day. This is the spite show up. Yeah. It's a spite show up. Oh, and he just called it. I I would pay good money to be there when the two of them make eye contact. John Jackwagon, he said. Can can you tape it and and send us the video? Well, how, you know what? You 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 tape it. You put that thing on social media. It goes viral. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that is tremendous. That you you gave the other gentleman the roast of the day. That that might no, be the yeah, roast I, of the I, year. I I take it back. I I don't want to be like that guy. But yeah, this is it, this is going to be hard to beat. Well, that was delightful. Wow, good for him. What a roast. Like to All come right. to the car dealership. I may, not, the, I may not buy a car, but I would like to shake your hand. Do you imagine the weekend this guy is going to have? I mean, his feet might not even touch the ground. That's how good it's going to be. No, it's going to be great. And he's out of there today. And he starts a new better job next week. I mean, what what a win for Steve. Just, and, and think about this. He got the job, the other job, despite the fact that the other guy gave him zero chance or tried to give him zero chance of netting said job, and he still got it. Unbelievable. What, oh, what, what a treat that was. All right, RJ, I didn't mean to do this. I didn't know that was going to be so good. You can follow that one up with yours. 
You're a mean person. I didn't know it was going to be that good. <laughs> if, if, you, if you were producing the show at, a, at the highest of levels, you would have said, save Steve for last. We end it there. You didn't do that. I said make sure you get to him at some point. Not, and I, I, not right, right before me. Well, but I didn't know. I mean, you, you should have said save him for last. Dan, come on. Should he not have told me save this guy for last? It's the best roast we have. It seems if that like, wasn't communicated, it probably should have been. Yeah. yeah. You do a lot of finger pointing. Well, you know what? When you're the guy who makes the mistake, I'm going to point the finger. We know. No, it's it's more we than know. just the finger. Like I said, you hit him with the bus. You look for reasons, it feels like. You should have seen Grasa using his middle finger to adjust his glasses at me the other day. Still doing it, right? I, 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 I don't think it was... No, I don't think I've done it today once, as a matter no, of fact. No, not one time. No, because once I called it out, now he uses his index No, you finger. know why? Because I'm wearing different um, cans today, so it oh. doesn't affect the glasses. Yeah, you look nice like... in glasses. Well, because it's so early in the morning, I don't want to stick the contacts no, in No, but I'm saying, like, if I were you, I would always wear glasses. You look terrific in glasses. But I look even better and maybe even more terrific without the glasses. I'm not sure. You, I'm you're good either a, way. a very attractive, spectacled man. I am good either way, my friend. Yeah. Maybe I could get a glasses endorsement deal or something. I would doubt that. All right, uh, RJ, go ahead. All right, so I came across this yesterday. Is this about a bean? No, I, I maintain, though, that you just didn't understand that, and that's the reason you don't like it. It was so far above his head, he just couldn't I, yeah, I don't, I grasp don't, it. Well, you, you, you unintentionally admitted it on the air that you were very confused by it. Even no, there's, though a you, new, there's a New York bean in comparison to the Chicago bean, and the whole, the whole thing was at least, just, it, no, at, least you, at least you understand that there's two separate beans. Yeah, you, you not knowing, despite having heard it live is, and then making fun of it for two years. And, and also, that's Dan also it went on for it. It was one of these, it was like... I, I remember, I remember it. I remember it. Were you here for that one? You know, I, I, I've heard it. So, but but just the way you said it there, you're like, is it about a bean? No, but <laughs> but Dan, Dan, you missed a, a life. man and a bean. Dan, you missed a he had, he unintentionally revealed that he <laughs> did not have a grasp of the story, and that the thing he was making fun of me for for years is just. Uh, he missed a detail of the story by basically zoning out. Well, you, you I know mean, RJ, was, that's you not know hard. What it was to, Dan, not hard to fathom. Here, here's here's what it was. Yeah, it went on so long that even a person with the the patience of a saint, like a Mother Teresa, would have been like, "RJ, shut this thing up." It so, was so way, bad. So so, so imagine the the person who has the attention span of a squirrel. Imagine right. that's right. And how do we know Mother Teresa had this great patience? Like she she's was always known like she's a patient woman. No, but she's always like the go-to example. Ga- Gandhi is that better? How do she's, you know? Like the Mahatma, know? if the Mahatma himself would have heard that roast, he would have been like, "RJ, move on." I think, it was a, it I think was you a, should it move was on. A horrendous I think you I think you should move on. <laughs> wait a sec. Yep. So wait a sec. The Mahatma yep. now sounds eerily. <laughs> Similar I, I to all you. the Mediterranean and European women who encounter him. In I have one voice. I, 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 I got to tell you, between the Mahatma and, and Oscar Pistorius, you are on one today. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that did the voice of Oscar Pistorius. That's right. OP to his friends. You know, next, runner. next time I, you try to take a nap at a baseball event, I hope someone. I hope two people talk to you at the yeah, same time. Who's in me bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> Who's in <laughs> me bathroom? I really don't know. All right, go ahead, RJ. We cover linemen. Tell us all I about I just heard game. a full-fledged snort. Yeah, tell us. Oh, oh, me. Somebody's in the loo. Better see who it is. <laughs> uh, I got I to read this email quickly. Oh, uh, hi, Dave. I'm only able to listen every day on my way to work from 6 to 7, so unfortunately I'm not able to call into the roast, but I'm hoping you could read this on air when you do the segment today. I need to roast Dan. 
as I said, I listen live for the first hour, and then I listen to the podcast for the other three hours on my way home from work and at home. I have to listen to Dan sniff and snort all week long. Please tell him, turn your microphone off. Love you guys. Jen Montone. Well, wow. Jen, thanks for checking in. I- I'll admit, th- it, there was a couple of occasions on the one day, I think it was Wednesday, where maybe I got a little negligent with that stuff. But otherwise, I don't think it's like a week-long thing. Well, I, I mean, I said it now because I just heard of Are you going to let RJ get to his roast? Yeah. yeah, get to his roast. Go ahead. I hope it's better bean. Go ahead, RJ. <laughs> just missed the story. Sad, really. I can't come down to your level. So, you might not have liked that one, Dave. I think you'll agree with this one. I saw a story yesterday perusing through Twitter. And I thought this can't possibly be true. Then I saw the same story later on in the day, reposted by Mike Florio. So I said, oh, well, this is to be taken serious now. The story says, and it originated from a man named Derek Gunn, who I believe works in Wisconsin. And he has like 75,000 followers and some pretty legit ones. So I'm to take him serious. He says, according to sources... And this is the reason for the Philadelphia Eagles falling off a cliff at the end of the season. Jalen Hurts' big contract pulled the team in numerous directions and pulled him in directions on and off the field. And under a lot of pressure, he did not handle well. But also, Big Dom's suspension (laughs) is part of the reason the Eagles suffered so many losses. He continues... Big Dom controlled Nick Sirianni's emotions on the sideline. In his absence, Nick got into numerous arguments with players and coaches during games, which led to losses. You guys can't be serious. You cannot be serious. He's reporting, Derek, I'm not going after him, or Mike Florio. But you would agree, Florio reposting and writing his own article on PFT substantiates it. I'm sure he looked into it. Uh, we didn't even know who Big Dom was until the guy got into the face of Debo Samuel. Now you're telling me is the reason for the downfall of the Eagles' entire season? So Yes, and I'm not going after Big Dom, despite that incident that happened against the Niners, Dre, Dre Greenlaw. Who I am going after is Nick Sirianni. Clown. Nick, what is it that you do, my friend? Because you, f- you fly through coordinators. Offense, defense, in, out. They leave last year. You get two new ones. They're both gone. And you're fighting with your players and assistant coaches because the head of security is not there to contain you? I don't understand. I think, actually, Eagles fans are starting to come to this side that Nick Sirianni just ain't it, man. It's unraveling is what it's doing. Good. I hope it continues yeah, unraveling. I think we're, we're all on yeah, that same there, page. There, there's twofold, by the way, there. The one is that, wow, you, you really need the head of security, the the coach to control your emotions. There's there's that side of it. And also, what, the, the guy whose job it is to control your emotions couldn't control his emotions and got suspended in the first place? Right. Exactly. So, his I, job's to control you. He can't control you, and he can't control himself. It's all got thrown out of the game, not allowed on the sidelines. It all looks very well, well-oiled machine over there. Yeah, oh, it, it's great. I got to tell you, it makes up for the bean roast. That's a good roast. I appreciate that. Roast. By the way, the gentleman that that came right before me, it's the greatest roast of all time. It, it, the he man, wins. The man called out his boss and quit on the spot. Right. 
Right. It, it'll well, never, it'll never and he be, named them. Not like my boss who's listening. He named the boss. It'll, right. ne- it'll never be topped. You, you know, the only thing that could have made it better, maybe it was, I don't know that we know it, is if he actually made the call from the office. Oh, I think he could was. Be. I think he was on his way in. If he's not, at, if he's not at the office, he'll be there very soon. He could. Can you imagine if he was in like the back office, made the call, knew the guy was listening, and then walked into the front and said, "How do you like them apples?" He cut a wrestling promo on the air. It was that's that, cutting the promo. It was beautiful, is what it was. So, so there you have it. That's the morning roast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. How dare you say anything negative about the great Mother Teresa? <laughs> How dare you? Man, was actually saying? committing blasphemy. I mean, that, no, I, was, I, I, that was a woman who, who gave up her life for others, and you're going to sit here and tell me that Mother Teresa was not on the on the Mount Rushmore of of great <laughs> mothers? How dare you? Well, tell me. Okay, so let's see. You got you got Teresa. You've right. got Goose. Um, Hubbard. That's right, Old Mother Hubbard. Yeah. And, and who'll be the fourth? Uh. Uh-huh. May I? Well, no, but that wasn't a, a person. Was it? No. It was not, the, the woman's name was not Mother May I. Was, you, that's what you would say to the generic mother, Mother May I. Oh. I'm racking my brain for a fourth one. By the uh, way, by the way. She was not a compiler, Mother Teresa. Dare you. She's not like the Harold Baines of the sainthood? No. She was great. Giving. Generous. Yeah, but you play till you're like ninety. Well, she just lived till she was like ninety. I'm not comfortable with this at all. Well, I, you brought up Rick, and 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 it got me thinking, and I forgot about it. Even though he physically wasn't there, he still tried to worm his way into the brunch yesterday because he he actually 
called you during right. the brunch. That's right. Well, he, in fairness to him, he might not have known there was a brunch. I don't know what he knew and what he didn't know, but yeah, he did call during the brunch. Well, well we the talked brunch. about it on the air, and he listens. He, he might have. He might have. Well, if he knew there was a brunch going on, and he <laughs> called at ten twenty. Then there's something really wrong with him. Don't you think? I don't. Know, I got a text from uh, our buddy Ray Dinahan, which was very, very funny. Is the fourth say? person on the Mount Rushmore of? Uh, you, can it be shared? No, and I can't be shared. Oh, I got one. Mommy dearest. Um, not a great mother, though. No, that was uh, uh, b- 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 uh the, what's why am I blanking? That was uh, what's her face? The no wire hangers. Joan Crawford. Yes, that's right. Faye Dunaway in the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Mommy Dearest is great. No, I just oh. texted you. I yeah, that's good. He's that's right. a good one, right? Yeah, very good. Well, but Ray Ray's very very Ray's very um, good. So uh, this is going to upset me. Mm-hmm. And I think you will take my side. Okay. And we love this guy, but he's had this take for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very off base. Okay. Mel Kuyper Jr., mm-hmm. ESPN Radio, draft genius, right? Just a draft genius. A draft know it all. Says the Giants should stick with Daniel Jones. I like Daniel Jones. I mean, everybody likes the unknown better than what we know because they'd be, oh, we know Daniel Jones isn't that good. Daniel Jones two years ago was pretty doggone good. So, again, he's still a young quarterback, and he had no help last year, and things went awry, and they got hurt. So everybody everybody likes the, the option that we don't know anything about better than the, the player we have. They all think this option we don't know a lot about is going to be great, and with time and time out, time and time out, it turns out to be some of those quarterbacks. And a lot of these guys were never, nothing special once I got into the NFL. I just believe that Daniel Jones is the right man for the job, and i got to get either Malik Neighbors or a Romo Dunze to help out at wide receiver, and that would be the best option at six. See, here, here's the thing for me. I don't think Jones is bad. You have a tremendous injury history there now. You know, um, Mel says he was so good two years ago. He was, he was good. I wouldn't say he was so good. He was great in the playoff game. He was great in the one playoff game, and the second one he was not. But yes, he was really good in that one playoff game against Minnesota. If, you, if you're going to tell me that you don't love Jaden Daniels or you don't love McCarthy, you don't love a guy that you could move up and get. If you're going to tell me that you just don't love them, fine. Stick with Jan- Daniel Jones. But I, I don't look at Daniel Jones and say, hmm, I really like Jaden Daniels, but you know what? I really like Daniel Jones, so I'm going to go with that avenue. I don't, I don't like it. I don't agree with that. Yeah, but what's the terms that he's talking about? Because, look, we all know Daniel. the Giants are sticking with Daniel Jones for 2024. He's going to be on the roster. He's, if you're asking me right now what quarterback, barring injury, is going to start the most games for the Giants in 2024, I'm going to say it's going to be Daniel Jones. But after that, it's still very open-ended. Now, if you ask Mel, does he, does, would he advocate for the Giants to stick with him beyond yes. next season? Well, well, that, well you, you don't say, I believe in Daniel Jones, and but I believe in him for one year. No, Mel thinks that – I mean, we'll ask him when we have him on next time. It sounds like Mel believes Daniel Jones is the Giants quarterback of the future. Here's the thing, though, and I don't care if Mel is the president of the fan club of Daniel Jones. If he has another uninspiring season this year, and, and whether it's injury-related or not, you can't say run it back with him again for a third year. I mean, a third year after two not very good ones. He's done. He's done after this year if he doesn't get it done, Dave. You know that. I know that, but if he's done after this year and he doesn't get it done and I don't take the quarterback this season, now I've, I've gone through another year and I don't have the quarterback, 
And if you go with him and you draft the Dunes there, you draft Neighbors, you draft Alter, you draft one of those guys, isn't there more pressure on, on Shane and Dable this coming season? Being that I'm, I'm trying to win. I'm not, I'm not going with the young quarterback. I'm going with the veteran quarterback now. But I think if you're the Giants, you can adapt the same philosophy that the Jets, I think, would use for the draft this year. Meaning, like, take the quarterback in the mid to late range. You have to emerge with a quarterback at some point. I don't know if you do it at six. Well, but I don't want to do it in late round. I don't, I don't well, want, I'm not saying know, seventh, but, like... I don't want James Morgan as my quarterback. I, well, I, want, Giants a, I have, want a legitimate quarterback. How about this, Bob? Giants have four of the top 100 picks in this draft. One of those four has to be a quarterback. Fair? No. I need more than that. What do you mean I, you need more than that? I don't. I, I don't want my third round pick to be a quarterback. I want. Why? I because I want to. I want a guy that comes in that you look and you say that could. That's the answer at at the future quarterback of the New York Giants. So you're telling me then? Then why not? So I don't want to take a advocate for six. What you want a quarterback at six? Because if you don't want him in the third round, then you're saying, okay, is there that big of a difference between second round and third round? Yeah. I, I mean, if, if there's a guy you like, I want the Giants to take that guy at six. Yes. And wh- what about what's with wrong one with of the that? two seconds? What about one of the two seconds? I, I mean, what, what, am I getting the seventh quarterback off the board? I don't know. I mean, Here, I, he, I, here's the thing. You could get – all right. Um, I, 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 again, I'm just throwing a name out there. Spencer Rattler. With that, that, that doesn't fourth move the needle for me have. at all. Not okay. even a little bit. Then by comparison, you're talking about, because Mel is saying for Daniel Jones, you take one of those wide receivers at six to give Daniel Jones another weapon. There is a bigger drop-off, I think, with the quarterbacks. Yes. When you get to the third round, for example, then there is at the wide. Like, you could get a pretty damn good wide receiver in the third round. And I get a good offensive lineman and a good wide receiver with my second-round picks. I could go, if there's a guy you like at six, I could go quarterback, Offensive lineman, wide receiver. Make it easier for Daniel Jones. Make it easier for fill-in-the-blank quarterback. Make you better for the future with the quarterback and the offensive weapons. That, to me, is what I would do. So here's how I'm reading it, just with you. Two months away from the draft, you are very, very, very looking at a quarterback at six. As far as your personal preference. My preference. If that's someone that they like. I would take the quarterback six. They're not going to take somebody they don't like. No, I, it's not I get be the that. Car but I, I don't want to. I don't want to reach for the. I don't want to take like like Bo Nix at six. No, I don't want any part of that. No. But if there's a guy that they determined, yeah, this is our future quarterback. I want it now. Yes, I don't want to kick it down the road again. I don't want to keep doing that. All right, let's say you wake up. Is there any chance in your mind that Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the Giants in three years? No. Then I want to get that quarterback. Well, I mean, now. Dave, three years is a long time. How about two years? Well, whatever. I mean, I mean, if he was a really good quarterback, he's entering year what six well, now. Wait a sec. Th- yeah, but three three years though. That's like a, that requires another contract, right? Because doesn't he only have like technically three more years on the deal? Yeah, but my point is, if, if he was a good quarterback, of course he'd be their quarterback in three, four, five, eight years. But it's not going to be him. No, I'm not even looking that far down because I think there's zero percent chance of that happening. I'm just worried about, which is I think a more realistic conversation. 2025, is he the quarterback? Uh, I can't even imagine that that's the case. Two mothers for you, Mother Mary, Mother Nature. Okay, what do you think, Mother Mary? I mean, come on. Two prominent, um, two very prominent mothers. In two Beatles songs, Mother Mary, Mother Nature. Two very, very prominent mothers. Uh, by the way, there's more sniffling there from you. I told you, there's something going on. And I'm kind of sniffling. freaked out about it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. What a throttling for my Rangers over your Devils last night, by the way. Yeah, I lost a lot of sleep over that one. Uh, by the way, I, I think I'm, I'm almost at the point now where I can say, and you, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. Yeah. and Because you're kind of neutral here. Igor back. I don't think he ever went anywhere. Well, yeah, he back. was he was not very good for quite some time. Well, you were the one sweating the. I know that he was struggling, and then the game, the the, the stadium series, and I told you, I said, relax. The stadium series, that's different ball game when you're outdoors. He's been fine. Eighty saves the last he, two no, games. No, 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 eighty. No, no, Raymond, stand by me here. He was not fine. He was not fine well, to the point that where they made Jonathan Quick kind of more the starter well, than than Igor. Dave, so but I don't fair. think he was going to be gone forever. Like he I was unsalvageable. I never said he'd be gone Dave, forever. If if you'll remember the early portion of the season when the Rangers were on a, on a pretty decent winning streak, and I had told you like, uh, yeah, but I don't feel like Igor's playing like Igor. And he and he wasn't he he was not as bad as he was in January. January he was terrible. I think he would tell you he was terrible. There, he set a standard that you know is, is a very high standard, and, and it would be tough to live up to year after year after year, like Henrik Lundqvist did. But I think he would admit to you in January, not good, not good at all. But I will tell you, since the All Star break. Igor, he looks awesome. like Igor. He looks like Igor. So that was the reason that that outdoor game concerned me a little bit. But I'll tell you this: the last two, I think you could argue the last two games, the win against the Stars and the win against the Devils last night, you could argue those are his two best games of the season. He was, he's been phenomenal. Like I said, eighty saves. I mean, that's hard to disagree with. He he was sensational. Now, last night he had plenty of goal support too. But the Dallas game was a little bit more nip and tuck. And I, I think that you see the difference though. If you're the Rangers. Igor's your guy. And I still think at the end of the day, you are going to only go as far in the playoffs as he's going to take you. Like, it's nice to have Jonathan Quick in, in, in waiting in the wings because the guy's won cups. He's been a consmite, but he is 38 years old. But still, Igor is going to be the X factor for this club once you get to springtime. That's correct. Fair? You, you, will, you will probably go as far as Igor will carry you. Like, they're a talented team. And I think they'll make moves to get better at the deadline. But if you don't get A-plus Igor in the postseason, you don't really have much chance to win the Stanley Cup. I, I, I know we talked about it this week, but it's, it's still, I, I can't believe that the trade deadline in hockey hasn't happened yet. Like, next week uh, is And March. it's not even that all that close. It's not till it's March two weeks 8th. away. Yeah, no, it's still two full weeks. It's, it's two weeks from today. Correct. So we, we, have, uh, we have some waiting. They, and they're going to they're gonna be very active. I, I think Drury's going to be very active. Because here's the thing. There's nobody great in the Eastern Conference, right? Boston's good. Toronto's good. Florida's good. But you don't look at this team, those teams and say you, you can't get. Carolina's certainly good and hot. But th- nobody's great. Well, the question, I, I think, with the trade deadline stuff, like, are the, what are the Devils going to do? Like, are they just mm. going to wave the white flag on this season and say, well, the injuries are too much to overcome? They, or are they going to go out there? Holy man. Well, that's what I mean. Are they going to go God. out there? 
and swing big, you know, whether it's Jacob Markstrom or somebody. But, I mean, they got guys now, don't matter who it is, they can't stop a beach ball. Uh, but, I mean, Panarin is having a special season, and, and Lafreniere is starting to score. Uh, he had two last night. You see, they tried so desperately to get the poor guy the hat trick, and he missed the net. He missed the net. But Kako's played well of late here, which is nice to see. You know, Kreider's Kreider, Mika. I mean, they, they, they've this team is well-positioned. Yeah. To go very, very deep and, into the and spring. I don't like I know the Rangers pretty well. I don't I'm not I don't consider myself to be like a hockey expert. Like I don't know the X's and O's of hockey. And Rick has told me, he said, um, you know, the, the coaching change is such a positive and Laviolette's gonna be so good. And I was like, that much of a difference? He's like, Yes. And he's been right. Like Laviolette is just he's just better than where we were. Well, I mean, look, there's a reason the guy keeps getting hired, you know, and, and especially when you look at the jobs that Laviolette's had, especially of late, it, it doesn't take long for him to turn a program around or at least implement his system and you start to see direct results. Remember, he took over midseason for the, the Philadelphia Flyers in 2010. He took them to the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, the, the guy, he's, he's elite. He's absolutely an elite coach. But I, I, again, because I don't know the ins and outs of hockey all as well as certainly Rick. I, I didn't know that it would be that kind of a change, and he, he's right. I mean, it has been an unbelievable change. Let's get to a couple calls, shall we? Let's uh, go to yeah, Bri- sure. Brian in Oceanside. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, as we were talking about the Jets draft, um, I think at all costs, and you can think I'm a little crazy, we have to trade up for Joe Alt and get Joe Alt from Notre Dame. Um, reason being, if we don't have, we had the situation we had last year. With or without Aaron Rodgers, I think they were. If they had Aaron, they would have had only two more wins from last year. And I blame it all on the offensive line. Obviously, the quarterback play was terrible. But with that offensive line play last year, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have been as effective as he could be. Uh, well, the reason well, why, why, I why think here, here all, would be my question to you: Why in the world? Because the Jets don't even have a second round pick. Why would you mortgage another piece to get Joe Alt, who I think will be terrific when there's other? Really, it's really an good offensive lineman. Extremely deep that, track tackle draft that will be there for you at ten. In fact, I, I would be more inclined to think the Jets would move down and take that offensive lineman to try to recoup a pick or two rather than move up. Because if you look, I'm just I'm looking into the scouting reports as far as as um, got the guy's name from Penn State. Oh, he has a lot of traits that. Yes, correct. Uh, he has a lot of the traits and quote unquote weaknesses that they were talking about with Makai Becton. I don't want that to happen again. Joe Alt comes from a good pedigree in Notre Dame where they're just ch- churning out the last five, six, seven, eight, nine years, just churning out offensive right, lines. So, so you know what, Brian? Let me play your there. game for a second. Let me play your game for a second. Mm-hmm. How are you getting up to six or or five or whatever? I'm, I came I came into this, and then I knew you were going to ask me that. All right. That's going to be tough. You don't have a second-round pick, and you're trying to win now. What are you giving up? You're gonna, you you want? All right, how about this? I'll tell you what I'll do for you right now. I am I'm the Giants. You want my six pick? You want Joe Alt? Give me the ten and next year's one, and you can you can have it. You want to do no it? No way. Why not? He wants Joe Alt desperately. Well, want Joe Alt desperately? Desperately? I. That's a lot to ask, but we have a two year window with Aaron Rodgers, so why not? All right. If we don't well, there win you go. With Aaron Rodgers now. We're going to be rebuilding anyway. Deal yeah. done. Deal done. You you can have you can have my six. Listen, I'm the Giants now, and thanks to Claude Bryant. <laughs> I still might get JJ McCarthy, and now I have your one for next year. I'd be I'd be dancing around the draft. Those, I, I love those calls from the fans. You know, the, we got to trade up to get Joe Walt because the guy from Penn State, whose name I don't know, mm-hmm. he has a lot of the same characteristics as Mackay Becton. So I'm reading how he's not battling a weight problem, right? And Mackay Becton, if you remember, like the first half of his rookie year, everyone was saying he was he was the stud offensive yeah, lineman of the entire draft. 
there, if the Jets are not going to stand pat, and I'm not, and we don't know what they're going to do, but I can tell you probably with with good certainty, as Dave alluded to, if they are going to make a trade, there is a certainly higher degree of probability they trade down than trade up. Well, you don't, you don't. It's not like you have four twos and, and multiple threes. Well, that's my and you have point. all these pieces to move up. They're if not trading gonna, up. If you're going to move up, how are you going to move up? I mean, you can't go from ten to because you figure all it's going to go around. Six, seven, right? Right. If you're going to move up three, four spots, that's a pretty big jump in the first. Like, how, how do you do that? If you tell if, if you tell Joe Douglas right now, because the quality of tackle in this draft is tremendous, the depth, it's really, really good. That if you trade down, recoup the second round pick you lost to the Green Bay Packers in the Rodgers trade, and you're going to still get your tackle, let's say at fifteen or sixteen. They're going to be comfortable taking that guy and sticking him right in the starting lineup in week one, even if it's not one of the top three guys. There's some good, good prospects well, in this. I've heard, There's going to be seven, eight well. tackles in the first round coming off the board. Right. I've heard eight offensive linemen in round one. The kid from, from Oregon State, they, they really like him. So if you really like someone, I mean, it's not. I, I mean, is this going to be the elite offensive line? Is this Anthony Munoz? Is Joe Alt? I mean, I, I, well, you, you can't do that if you're the Jets. And, and, and the Oregon State kid, Talisi Funga, he, he's a guy that right now projects to probably play on the right side. He might be a right tackle, which is fine, and he might be the best run blocker in this entire draft. But you just remember, when it comes to offensive linemen, Dave, Jonathan Ogden, arguably the best tackle we've seen in the last 30 years coming to the NFL. Remember, as a rookie, he started a guard. Started a guard before they had room know. for him on the outside. If I would have told you Evan Neal, and said he's about as surefire a good NFL player as anybody. And he's terrible. So you never know. So now you're going to mortgage to move up and take a guy that you don't even know what he's going to be? It's not going to smart. Doesn't seem smart. All right, we break. One more hour to play with. And I got to be honest with you, it's probably my favorite hour of the entire week. We have stuff you missed. We'll recap the brunch. We'll do Knicks. We'll do some more NFL. We got plays of the week. And we'll make our NFL picks as well. 1-800-919-3776 because I just can't let the football Friday go. DNR with you. 98.7 ESPN. Secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats. Your home for every single slam dunk, slap shot, and stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every single purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off homers, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter the most to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.